You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to some untapped keg. Thank you for tapping in. I am one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my brother-in-law, Monte Ball. How do you like this new screen there, big guy? I kind of feel professional. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. I actually got to check it out. I'm going to check it out right now. Uh, I didn't even see it, but all is well on my end, man. I am excited, man. We're doing some awesome things, man, with creating this sober community, this community where we just speak about our recovery journey we speak about some of the barriers that are going on within the recover uh the recovery community um it's just really refreshing so but how about yourself how are you doing i'm good i'm good uh thank you everyone who's tuning in late uh we're recording this a little later than we usually do because i worked on sunday morning so uh for a few hours we had to take a school district building out and they request that we do it on a Sunday. So we yeah. did it on a Sunday so that we didn't <laughs> inconvenience them. But uh, yeah, and I don't know how loud it is. You'll, you'll hear some noise and see, see some little bodies running around. So uh, <laughs> maybe blessed with a child's presence, but my oldest is down here playing. So yeah, uh, <laughs> Gotta love it, man. I, you know, there's there's a lot of exciting things happening. So first thing first, we decided to wait to debut this scene, this overlay, till yeah. today. We wanted to do it on this podcast because we we're we're really inspired. Like this podcast, when we, after we get done with this podcast, it like fills us with energy for the week, like for real. Right. Um, we were both talking on Thursday about how this podcast just. It inspires us. Just everything, everybody in the community, everything that we talk about, how well it's received, the fact that we made it a full year, 50 episodes, mm-hmm. we're at 51 right now. Um, it's just, it's awesome. And, you know, we just started recording video and Twitch since the first of this year, you know, pretty much yeah. every, everybody out there knows. And we got really serious about streaming really the last two weeks. And it was with uh, FCF football, fan control football, that we were streaming mm-hmm. that. And we started to see some engagement from that. And it started to grow the channel a little bit. And the podcast started growing a little bit too. So we want to thank everybody. Like we reached affiliate level status on Twitch, which means nothing to most people. But it means people <laughs> can subscribe to our page. Uh means that we can start making a little bit of money there that hopefully it'll pay for the podcast. So then, um, you know, our significant others can, uh, <laughs> calm down a little bit about our hobbies. So, uh, that, that's right. really exciting. And then, you know, with the future, um, we do, we would like the podcast to fund itself and getting these professional overlays like this, the artwork, um, a lot of other stuff that that's not free. We want to, we want to pay people a fair wage for what it costs. They do some really cool stuff. I love this. As soon as they sent me this, I was like, this is amazing. This is exactly what we need. I feel professional. I feel like I belong. Um, it looks nice. We want to pay people what they're worth. So we might end up getting sponsors. We might end up getting ads. And with that, we wanted to let everybody know our ethics that surround that. So... um. We are, if we are sponsored, we'll be up front, number one. We will let you know that we receive money with this product. Number two, we will let you know if it's an ad, mm. like that we're receiving money to talk about this. And then number three, we'll let you know our real thoughts about what we think, no matter what it is, um, chair, headphones, whatever. Uh, if we pay for it, we'll let you know. If we got it for free, we'll let you know. If we receive money, we will let you know. We'll be upfront about it because yeah. we're about truth here. We're about growth, and we don't want anybody to feel like, uh, you know, we're scamming you. We're going behind your back. Like, we want to be upfront. And honestly, if we could turn this into our careers and talk and inspire people, like, 
I think we'd both be okay with that. So yeah, just being upfront and honest about everything that could possibly happen from here and what's happened so far. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I really appreciate you bringing that up because it's such a good point. Uh, Cause when you start getting into ads, when you start getting into um, really, yeah, I guess just ads, yeah, you know, some places, again, we're not going to name any names, but some places are just saying what they are supposed to say because they may be receiving money because of the ad. Um, <clears throat> they may have gotten the product for free, et cetera. That's not how we're going to be. That is not how we're going to be. We're going to stick to our truths. We're going to stick to our honesty. We're going to stick to our transparency, which is, if the product sucks, I'm gonna tell you it sucks. Period. Uh, that's just how. That's that's just the truth about it. The product is great. I'm gonna let you know that it's great. That's just what we owe you guys. That's what we owe um, you know, to ourselves, everybody else, uh, just to continuously provide this transparency into our lives. Um, so that's what we'll. That's what we're gonna do. But this is awesome, man. I'm looking at it right now on, on Twitch, the overlay. <laughs> it's the real. Overlay. It's real and it works. Yeah. Yeah. The overlay is sweet, man. The overlay is sweet. And um, I'm ready to get going, man. I know that you got a really good topic, man. A really good topic that you kind of wanted to bring up. Um, again, this is our Sunday um, podcast. This is our untapped kick flagship, guys. This is where we talk about some very serious stuff. Um, both of us are on our sobriety journeys. And again, we're at that point in our lives where we now know that we have to give back. We have to reach down, reach over, reach up, what have you. Grab somebody else who may be struggling and bring them along the way. Um, that is just the the process that we're in. So RJ has a really good topic that he brought to my attention that I'm really looking forward to getting into right now. Um, that actually deals with um, life in general, but um, also the recovery community as well. Yeah, you know... I've kind of dealt with this a little bit. I don't remember if I heard it on a podcast earlier this week or not, but it just came to my mind again. And that has to do with imposter syndrome. Yeah. So, um, you know, how, how we deal with imposter syndrome, how we maybe struggle with it. I struggle with it. I have struggled with it. Um, you know, Imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. And it disproportionately <laughs> affects um, people who are accomplishing their goals, right? It's um, whether, and then you start receiving maybe some accolades or something like, um, I honestly feel it with just everyday compliments. I feel like, um, you know, when we go on storm and being a lineman and giving putting people's power back on and people thank me. I don't feel like I deserve thanks. I don't feel like, um, you know, people stop and say they appreciate what I do. And I just, you know, I know that, I know that they mean what they're saying, but I don't, I just feel like that I don't deserve that. Like, you know, my coworkers who are working their butts off, they deserve it. Um, and I'm not saying I don't work my butt off, but I'm just trying to, um, I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to lead by example. Um, you know, if we're going to work through lunch, if we're going to take dinner a little bit late, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm going to be the first one there. Um, if we're working late to get somebody's power back on, you know, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to say anything about it. It's just, it's. It is what it is. And getting compliments for me from anybody about anything, I just feel like I don't deserve it. It goes back to, you know, a little bit of self-esteem, lack of self-esteem, lack of self-confidence, <laughs> lack of self-worth a little bit. I think everybody goes through it. I, I had it as an apprentice. When people would come up and talk to me, I would say, oh, you really want to talk to these guys. They're the ones doing most of the work. Like without them, it wouldn't get done. And it, I, I still continue with it to this day. Yeah. And and then when it comes to streaming, I said, now we feel more like a professional. Well, part of the reason that we didn't feel like a professional before is, you know, a little bit of imposter syndrome too um, with trying to learn as we go. Every single time we stream, I think we learn something new <laughs> about how to do right. something. Like, Most uh, definitely. Yeah. So that's that's something that comes along with it. Like as you're learning and as you're growing – but I'll tell you what, like 
taking from my parental uh, roots here, the being a parent, just like life, everything else, there's no instruction booklet. Nobody tells you how it goes. You learn as you go. That's how we acquire knowledge is a trial and error. It really is trial and error and then being able to take things that you learned and put them on top of something um, that you're trying to do or, um, you know, you don't know if something's going to work till you try it, period. So, right. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to take a step back here real quick. Yep, I really, because yep. I really like what you stated about see this, this whole imposter syndrome. And, um, again, you know, I, I, I always try to make sure that we, we tie this into recovery. So I'm always thinking about how does this impact the recovery world? Those who, um, are sober, those who may have relapsed, those who are just starting their sobriety journey, maybe in detox, et cetera. Um, I, in a sense, I almost think that the imposter syndrome is almost, maybe almost synonymous with the um, the phrase of, you know, the sense of belonging or the lack thereof. Um, yeah. You know, when I th- yeah, for sure. Yeah. When I think about that, I think that's huge um, because, again, you, the examples that you're using, whereas you know, you get compliments from people because you're, you know, you're just doing your job, um, period. You're getting paid for it. So in a sense, I can kind of see why you feel like, you know, you, you know, don't thank me. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting, you know, paid for this work. Um, um, so I can feed my family. Um, but, but also the whole, the lack of, you know, maybe the self-esteem, et cetera. I know for a fact that, that that's a hurdle in the recovery community. Most people don't feel like, especially those who are just getting into the community, don't feel like they have a sense of belonging anywhere. They, when people congratulate them for taking that first step, I know for a fact most people who hopped on the recovery journey don't feel like it's that big of an accomplishment that you took the first step to, you know, join the recovery community. I know for a fact that there are people out there. I know it. I've talked to individuals because I would congratulate them for making that first step because the first step is the biggest step. And it is a cliche statement and people get tired of hearing that, but it's the truth. So, Tying all this in together with a sense of belonging, tying this with the imposter syndrome, all of that goes hand in hand when we speak about the recovery community, especially for those who are just hopping on the journey because they don't feel as if they deserve any compliments and they don't feel as if they really made that big of a step just chatting with people, some individuals, I state. So I guess where I'm getting at with all of this is it is that self-esteem. It is that self-esteem. That that's the word right there, the self-esteem, looking within, doing some self-reflection, understanding why you may feel a certain way, understanding, trying to figure out why you aren't um, you're not great at receiving compliments. Try to figure out why you feel as if you haven't made that big of a step um, into improving your life. Um, It could be because of childhood. It could be because of past trauma. It could be because uh, could be because of maybe parents not congratulating you for anything. Um, This is all things that we all deal with. And I think it's just part of that recovery journey that what we always talk about here at Untapped Cake. It's not all about just putting down the bottles. It's not about just putting down the needles. It's not about just putting or not putting the white powder into your body. That is a big plus. That is a big factor of it. But I like to view it as a three-headed monster. First one is training from your substance. The second one is figuring out why you use the substance. The third one is figuring out how you're going to stay away from the substance for the rest of your life. Um, so, you know, I kind of got a little long winded there, but I, I'm very passionate about that conversation because it all makes, to me, it makes sense. And I hope it makes sense to those listening. It's, it's self-esteem, figuring out your past, your childhood, your adolescence years, etc., to figure out why there may be a lack of self-esteem repairing it, growing, and um, that tool is going to help you to stay on your track. And again, we speak about recovery here, but I don't want for people just to think that we're talking recovery from a substance. We're talking recovery from all of the above. Recovery encompasses <laughs> so much. And that's what we preach about here in Untapped Cake. We're all recovering from something, period. And yeah, like you said, it's not just the one thing it's it's a lot of things like part of 
the reason that, you know, I would drink so heavy is to forget the emotions, but not just that, but like, you know, then people could compliment me and I'd be like, I'd accept it more. Like I wouldn't have that piece of my mind that would be like, no, I don't, I don't deserve that. I don't no, No, like, um, you know, it could be anything. Like, uh, I remember one time person in a bar bought me a drink and they were like, Hey, I really enjoy watching you play ball. I think that, I think you're really good. And I think you have a chance to, to play, you know, in a tougher league, a better league. And I think you'd be one of the right. better players. And I'm like, really? Like, why would you say that? And he thought I was fishing for compliments. And I'm like, I really, no, I really don't think I'm that good. Like, um, I've just, I think sometimes it comes off, off as fake, but really I just, it's, it's real. I really don't believe that, um, I deserve any compliments, accolades. I don't, I don't know. It's just, I've never, I've never been able to accept a compliment without either being self-deprecating, without being, um, feeling awkward when I say thank you and then <clears throat> just leaving it. And, or like, um, I don't know. I've just, I don't know if I've ever gotten a compliment and been like, uh, not awkward about it. Like being, a, been able to just accept it, to accept that what it was. I just, that's just me. And then when you get into sobriety, um, I remember at my one year, not a single person except for my partner congratulated me. And part of it is I never, I never put it out there that I was one year. I never put it, put it out I there, but, um, that, uh, you know, my, I don't know. And my, my family never congratulated me either. And it's like, you know, then it's like, well, I just, I stopped take keeping count after that, to be honest. It's like, oh, they don't care. So who really does care? But I knew that I had to continue it. And that's part of the reason that I say all the time, celebrate what you've accomplished because it is an accomplishment and you deserve right. to be celebrated. So when people put out on Twitter and I see it, them celebrating their accomplishments, whether that be seven months, whether that be one year, whether that be 11 years, 12 years, I make sure I put in there, you should be proud of yourself because you did it. And thank you for allowing us to celebrate with you. And thank you for celebrating because it doesn't matter what that number is. One day, one hour, trying to not have your life revolve around a certain thing, it's a good thing. Trying right. to make yourself a better person, a healthier person, that's a good thing. That deserves to be celebrated. Yeah, I think the conversation here is, I, I, and I, I really enjoy this conversation because it's we're getting down to the the root here we talk about self-esteem. I mean, let's be honest. Um, we all, as humans, yearn for a bulletproof self-esteem, if you know what I'm saying. We all want a perfect, just from top to bottom with a bow on top of our self-esteem. We want that bad boy to be just pristine. We want it to be perfect, but it's not the case. It never will be the case. As humans, we we pay attention to our flaws. We pay attention to our mishaps. We focus on our mishaps, I should say. Um, dwell on the past and anxious about the future. That's just how we're wired. I think when we talk about this self-esteem, when you talk about it, RJ, you're not alone, man. You're not alone with that not being so great at accepting compliments. Um, I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum. Uh, you know, and, 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 and I say this in a, in a, in a different mindset than I was, I guess, five years ago. Um, you know, I had a pretty, pretty, pretty massive ego. Um, I loved compliments. I fished for compliments, loved it. Um, five, six years ago, pumping my ego as much as I can. It's not where I'm at today, but I, but I can still accept compliments. Um, I have many other flaws, of course, but I know for a fact my self-esteem is not where it should be. I wish that my self-esteem was bulletproof, but it's not. Um, and I guess this conversation, again, just goes hand in hand with, with everybody, with how you're viewed at, in your workplace, how you're viewed in your household, how you're viewed on social media. Let's be honest, social media is a monster right now. 
social media is a real thing. We can't ignore it. We can't avoid it. We all want to be viewed in a certain way on social media. Again, I say certain way. I'm not saying we all want to be viewed as famous, rich, and beautiful, but we all want to be viewed in a certain way. Your specific way you want to be viewed on social media, and in a sense, if you're not being viewed in that way, it's going to hurt your self-esteem. That's just how it is. And again, it brings you back to what I said at the beginning of this conversation. You got to look within. You got to figure out what makes you happy. You got to figure out what you do to yourself, with yourself, for yourself. That improves, enhances your self-esteem without any outside variable affecting that. You know what I'm saying? That's what you got to focus on. Got to focus on what makes you happy. You got to focus on what gets you out of bed. What do you personally do that improves the quality of your life? Omitting social media, omitting even your spouse, kids. We're pushing all that to the side right here and getting right down to the root cause. What do you do, you personally, what do you do to yourself, with yourself, by yourself that wakes you up in the morning? That is what you got to focus your, not all of your attention, but you know what I mean. That is where you improve your self-esteem. Looking within. Focusing on what you care about, what you love, what you do that helps you. Now, it might come off selfish a bit, but again, we always talk about the recovery journey. you got to be a little selfish. You have to. That's just the truth of the matter. You have to. And then everybody around you is going to reap the benefits of a better you. Absolutely. So I don't want to get too, too, too philosophical here. No, but, <laughs> but you do make you make a really good point. And it's uh, something that I think a lot of us need to... Take a look at a hard look in the mirror and be truthful with ourselves, right? Um, one thing that when I start to kind of feel the worst and I start feeling the imposter syndrome a lot, which I, I can't believe you being a high profile athlete, you never heard of imposter syndrome. That just blows really my haven't. mind. Um, I really haven't. Um, <laughs> Former athlete. <laughs> you always will be a high profile with where you right. were. Like you, we don't have to put the former in there. Um, like when, when I look at being so conscious of time and how that is our most precious resource, more than money, more yep. than anything in the world, it's time. It's having time, time with my kids. It's having time with, with my significant other, my partner. Yeah. It's just, and then looking back and regretting what I've done with my time. Like I felt like, I feel like I wasted a lot of talent. Um, yeah, I still feel that way. And it, it doesn't matter what, you know, I, I have a house, I have two beautiful kids, yeah. uh, beautiful, amazing partner. Um, nah, she's all right. And, <laughs> and I still feel like I've wasted talent, but everything in my life led up to where I am now. And when I can, when I'm trying to fit a lot of stuff into t time and I look and I can see it disappearing so quickly, I get on edge. I can feel myself getting tighter. I, I can feel my self-esteem starting to dip a little bit, I'm trying to fit everything into these short windows. And then... Everything kind of, uh, it's like almost like a nerve becomes exposed and everything kind of sets me off a little bit more and a little bit more. And I'm quick to frustration yep. and I don't like that. I have to, you know, honestly see it myself. And sometimes I see it too late. Sometimes I see it in the middle of it. It's like, all right, take a step back. Why are you frustrated right now? Like, what is the real reason that you're frustrated? Are you frustrated? Yeah at the person that you were just being frustrated with? Are you frustrated at the situation? What What is it that's really bothering you? Like, is it really yeah. this person that is annoying you or is it something else that is causing it? And just seeing that be time management, I stink with it. I mean, ADHD, I stink mm -hmm. with it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, 
I just gotta gotta figure that figure out the uh time management aspect and honestly start being okay with when people compliment me, being able to uh accept it. Like that's something my partner always says, like, I don't I stink at accepting compliments, so why would yeah. I get them? Like people know that I don't do well with compliments. So um at well, a certain well, point, why would they continue to give them? And I mean, right. it's true. There's some truth well, to it. Well, here's the thing. Before we get into this, you you know, I don't want you to feel as if you're, you know, you need to beat yourself up here. Let's let's be real here. Um as we all know, no one's perfect. Many people act as if they are perfect. That's why I love the phrase, you know, um, phrase or biblical verse, what have you, however you want to put it, thou shalt not cast a first stone, live in a glass home, et cetera, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, don't want to get real religious here, but there's a, there's some merit to that phrase. There most definitely is. People, there are people, and there were always be people out there that will believe that you know they walk on water, that they poop out roses. Um, but that's obviously not the case. They obviously have something else that they're dealing with. They're projecting this perfect sense of themselves in order to overcompensate for a flaw of theirs. That's just how it works. So before you get to beating yourself up, RJ, and, and, and everybody else who's listening, again, I, I have many flaws. It took me a while to get to the point to where I'm at now, and I'm most definitely still far, far, far from perfect. No one, no one is perfect. We, no one knows what the f. No one has all the answers. We wake up, we go to, we we kiss our spouse, kiss our kids. We go to work, clock in, make money, come home, cook, clean, shower, go to sleep, whatever, and repeat. Have fun on the weekend with the family or whatever. No one really knows. Anybody for one who's perfect. No one really knows what the heck is going on. Like, you know what I'm trying to get at here? I, I, I'm, 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 what I'm getting at is... There's no perfect answer. There is no perfect answer. Thank you. Thank you for filling that in for me. I was, I was struggling to find it, but that is exactly what I mean. There is no perfect right answer here as to how you should go about your life, how you should be in every single situation when you're receiving a compliment, when you're not receiving a compliment, when you go to work and talk to your boss, etc. Yeah, we have these templates of how you should act, but no one acts that way. You're not supposed to act like a template. So essentially what I'm getting at is there's always room for improvement and you really have to digest that. There's always room for improvement because once you digest that, then you will stop beating yourself up about not being at a certain point in your life where you think you're supposed to be. You're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Exactly where you're supposed to be. That I, I'm a full, firm believer in that. You're supposed to be where you're at. I was supposed to be in jail back on February 5th, 2016. I was supposed to be there. If I was not there, then I would not be where I'm at today. I was supposed to get drafted by the Denver Broncos. If I did not get drafted by the Denver Broncos, I would not have a son today. I would not have my son Maverick. I would not. If I did not stay for my senior year, I most likely would not have been drafted by the Broncos if I'd have left my junior year. I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. So we bring the stress upon ourselves, beat ourselves up before bed mentally because we are supposed, we believe we're supposed to be somewhere in our life right now. I'm age 30, so I'm supposed to be somewhere. I'm supposed to be like the other 30-year-olds. No, you're supposed to be exactly where you are right now. RJ, you don't do so well with accepting compliments. That's just where you're supposed to be right now in your life. You understand it, and you're going to continuously work on it. That's just where it is. We have to get to a point. And again, me too. I'm obviously, I'm not there as well. I don't want to get too preachy here, but exactly where you're at is, is where you're supposed to be. You have to digest this phrase that you are where you are supposed to be. The moment you swallow that, digest it, stop beating yourself up. Hopefully you'll get to the point of stop mentally beating yourself up. That's just what it is. I'm a firm believer in your breakthrough may be right around the corner. And uh, one thing to remember too is nobody knows what the heck they're supposed to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're all just faking it. We're faking it till we make it. And even then we're faking it some more. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't know why we're even here. I mean, we started the podcast. We didn't even really know what the heck we were going to talk about. And it was like, you know, there's been something to talk about every single week. Uh, so that's the one thing, like, we like about this is that it's conversational. It, it's not always, mm-hmm. like, super personal to us. Like, imposter syndrome is personal to me. Um, sobriety is personal to both of us. Celebrating is personal to both, you know, both of us. Yeah. because. We mean it. Celebrate all of it. Everything. One, every little 24 thing. 24 hours, 72 hours. One, one month, week, one week. Yep. One, one hour. Absolutely. Everything <laughs> deserves to be. So, you know, send us on Twitter if you want to celebrate with you. You know, send us a direct message if you want us to call you. Uh, we've done that before. Like, we reach out to anybody who reaches out to us. We reach back. Mm-hmm. And we will always give you yeah. a hand to to either help lift up your hand to help pull you forward, what whatever you need, it, you know, um, we, we, we've had people there with us along the way and we want to be there for people who also need someone along the way. Absolutely. And that's, I got something I want to share too. Yeah. Sorry. And I, we're all flawed. Like that's what, that's what part of this conversation is. We're all flawed. Not yeah. everybody no, not, nobody, nobody's perfect. <laughs> it might seem no. like we know what we're talking about. We, we're just throwing it out there and seeing what sticks. So, I mean, here's the thing, and and, and I, that's, these are my favorite conversations. My favorite podcast episodes that we have. So, these are three things that I'm going to share. Number one is what I'm sharing right now. The, uh, my favorite podcast episodes are the ones where we just spitball, where we just go, where it's just completely conversational. Because I think that's where we experience the most growth. And I think that's where we open up our hearts to our listeners and you guys get the rawness of us too. Um, I think what we're doing here with untapped keg, again, there are, there are other podcasts out there that are doing similar stuff, but there's more toxicity out there that heavily outweighs and overshadows the podcasts of these. Now, what I'm getting at here is it's very unconventional for us men to be telling strangers that we love them, for us men to be telling each other that we love each other, for us men to be sharing our flaws, for us men to be talking about what we still struggle with, which is our self-esteem. It's very unconventional. People aren't, and what I mean by unconventional, I mean, it's not the norm. People aren't used to seeing this stuff. People aren't used to hearing this stuff. They're not. And so I feel like once people get comfortable with this conversation with us, I feel like we're going to have more traffic. I feel like we are. I feel like more people right now, I don't want to say more people. Let me stop throwing out fake stats there. I feel like there are people out there that are just so used to toxicity on social media. They're not used to the, hey, man, I really care about you. And I really hope that you're doing well. And if there's anything that you need, please reach out to me. Period. No strings attached. I feel like people aren't used to hearing that nowadays. And I'm so glad that that's what we're sharing here at Untapped Keg. When we talk about building the community is some people may view it as being cheesy, but no, we just want to create a platform, a community where we talk about some very serious stuff, where we talk about the rawness truths of what the F we're doing or what we don't know we're doing, how we still dwell about past mistakes and how we're still working through it, how how at times we still may have triggers and urges to use, um, especially last year when the pandemic came around, how just complete overall conversation about our well-being and how we care about each other and how we care about our listeners. I feel like people aren't used to hearing that. So actually those are the two things I wanted to share. I forgot the third one because I'm talking too much, but no, that's really good. That's really good. This is the conversations that I wanted to have because people there are people, and we all know them, that want to go to the toxicity pages, want the toxic pages, the toxic messages, etc. That's what people want to see on social media. But that's just not what we're going to do here. We're going to keep it real. We're going to keep it real. 
That's just what we've been doing. Period. And so that's what I got. <laughs> I appreciate that. That was heartfelt. I feel like we, you know, um, I echo those sentiments and, um, mm-hmm. it, it feels good, honestly, when we just talk about everything that's going on and, um, everybody knows that context is needed context in your life, mm-hmm. <clears throat> context about, um, decision, decisions that are made that affect you, but you don't understand how they came to those conclusions they may not have had all the facts or they ignored some facts, um, right? If you don't have all the facts and you make the best decision with the facts that are made, the information that you had, that's why you made that decision. It's hard to get mad at somebody for that. But if you know that they deliberately uh, made decisions based on they just omitted some information like that, it's easy to get mad at that, right? Right. Um, just like... I mean, people at work, like, did their kids not sleep through the night? Is that why they're tired? Is that why their mind isn't in it? There's there's a lot that goes on. So we try to provide context for everybody. Like, that not mm-hmm. just includes our context, but could give you some context around yourself as well. So you can I like that. let let yourself um, give yourself give yourself a break. Give yourself something <laughs> to celebrate, right? Right. <laughs> Get a Kit Kat bar. That's a, that's a good one right there. Give yourself a <laughs> break. I mean, here's, I, I love it, man. This conversation, because in order for us to provide that overall context for people, instead of us just talking about each other's lives, that being you and, and, and mine, we all have somebody we no longer talk to because they may have done you wrong or it just fizzed out and it got uncomfortable. It got weird. I challenge you to make amends. I challenge you to reach out and make amends. If that person doesn't want to make amends, and that's on them. That's no longer on you. We all have somebody, maybe a past or our f- former boyfriend, girlfriend, what have you, relationship didn't end well. I'm raising my hand to that for sure. We all know my story there. I challenge you to make amends. I challenge you to reach out. Obviously, if there has been a good amount of time, I'm not saying obviously, you know, have an argument and then five minutes later try to, you know, you got to give people their space, their time. But I challenge you to make amends. Reach out to your if. You know, if you find it to be appropriate, reach out to your, you know, ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend. Make amends. Say, hey, I apologize that the relationship went that way. Um, I'm sorry. I've grown. I've made mistakes, etc. We all have a parent. Or a guardian of some sort. We may not have the greatest relationship with. I challenge you to make amends. I challenge you to reach out apologize, even if you're not wrong, apologize, say, I'm sorry that there has been this much time between us conversating, speaking. And I hope that we can move forward and speak more. If they choose not to, that's on them, period. If they choose not to, you then wipe your hands with it and then you wait for them to come to you. If they don't, when you're laid to rest, you will then know your spirit. You're going to know you tried. We all have somebody who, maybe a best friend of ours, where it fizzed out. Again, I challenge you to make amends. And that's just the conversation that I love having with people is we all have somebody in our life. We all have a situation in our life. We all have moments in our life that shaped us to the person we are today. And if that's in a negative light, meaning if something's bothering you, Hey, make amends with it. Reach out. Just do it. Time, just like what RJ stated, time is our most valuable asset, and unfortunately, we cannot manipulate it. Fortunately, we cannot duplicate it. We cannot carbon copy it. Until John. Superman flies around the world super fast, <laughs> the wrong way. Right. <laughs> right. So I challenge you to make those amends, you guys. Um, just do it. Just do it. Swallow your pride and do it. And if the other person sends you back the middle finger emoji, hey, don't feel bad. Don't blow up on them. Just say, hey, I yeah. tried. Eventually, I believe 70% of the time, if it's a rational individual you're speaking with, they'll eventually get to that point in their life where they're like, okay, I guess they did reach out. 
And I'm praying and hoping that's what happens with everybody here who's listening to that message. That's what I got on that topic. That's what I got on that one. The one of the um one of the hardest things to do is talk to somebody who you haven't gotten along with. Yeah. Admitting what you did that didn't help the situation because there is something that you did that helped the situation along that uh, got it to the point because if there isn't, then it would have just ended and you'd be upset. But if it did get to a point where you were both kind of doing stuff um, Mm -hmm. and then allowing that person to honestly possibly berate you and then all of a sudden they start seeing what they did, that's where forgiveness and, you know, amends can happen. Um, I've, I've, I've had that at work. (laughs) I let someone sit there and yell at me for 20 minutes on the phone. And at the end of it, I said, yeah, you're right. I did. I did mess some stuff up. I didn't do, I made some choices that affected both of us that were wrong. And I'm sorry for that. And then they just sat there for like two minutes, dead air on the phone. (laughs) <laughs> weren't expecting you to to apologize. <laughs> and then it was a uh, rational conversation after that. So sometimes we got to let people get through their emotions. <laughs> Once That's they get through right their emotions, there. then we can start to have rational conversations. That's just human beings are emotional. That's why we are where we, we are, right? We are emotionally driven creatures. That's a fact. That is a fact. Uh, and us men, unfortunately, we we're not as encouraged with with just mainstream media to express our emotions in a healthy way. Um, so we bottle them up. We bottle up our emotions, and um, and when we and when we talk about bottling up emotions, I feel like some people just say, "Okay, yeah, you bottle up your emotions, and then obviously you pull it over." No, I feel like we need to really dive into that concept. When you're masking your emotions for so long, when you Become this stoic individual for so long to where you actually rewire your brain to have those normal reactions. Anger is a normal reaction and a healthy one. It's a healthy reaction, a healthy anger moment, not obviously punching holes in the wall, etc. Mad, sad, happy. Um completely sad to where you're crying if you rewire your brain to shut those emotions off you're going to get to a point in your life and this is what happened to me you guys this is what happened to me i got to a point in my life the domestic violence situation to where i did not know how to regulate a normal conversation where my girlfriend at the time was very upset with me i didn't know how to regulate my emotions i didn't know what to do. So I like short circuited. I, I, I literally short circuited because I've been, I, I was trained. I've been trained to not show any emotion. So I short circuited and reacted, which obviously landed me in jail. So when we talk about this bottling up your emotions, that's a possible do you want outcome that can happen. So if you've listened to our last episode, maybe two episodes ago, where we talked about emotional intelligence, it's a very important conversation. You got. I'm nowhere near to perfection with it, but I've been, you know, RJ and I have been really working on it. You have to figure out what triggers you. You have to figure out what makes you happy, figure out what makes you sad, figure out why you're feeling a certain way when you wake up, figure out why you're feeling a certain way before you go to sleep, or figuring out why you feel a certain way when you come around somebody. There's nothing wrong with overanalyzing it. That's the beauty about having your own brain and having your own thoughts. Figure it out. Figure it out. And if you need help, talk to somebody. Go talk to a therapist or reach out to us. That's why we're here. Absolutely. We're out here dropping. We're out here dropping dimes. Out here dropping. <laughs> we, you know, went through, went through, we've been through some stuff, I guess. So, uh, you know, not, not, not. Not as bad as some people, you know, we haven't, right. People have had it worse. We're not saying we've had it the worst. We're not saying that we know everything. Like that's something that we can admit. We definitely don't know everything. Um, right. 
I know, um, I know er, earlier this week, uh, you know, when I see, I've been sharing my dreams with my significant, my partner and, uh, I'm trying to get used to these verbiage, the all inclusive <laughs> verbiage and I'm tripping over myself every once in a while. Um, so I kind of let, you know, I've been telling her what I've been dreaming. I just never did before because I mean, my dreams are weird. My dreams are, um, not easy to explain. They are generally not good dreams. I usually don't have good dreams. Um, and she said, you know, I, it makes me feel like I know you more and like, uh, I know where your emotions come from and it makes me, uh, it's part of being, it makes me feel more intimate to you. And I said, I guess I just never really realized that uh, that's part of intimacy. And she said, yeah, that people with low EI, emotional intelligence, they just don't, they don't put two and two together. And I'm like, at first I was like, oh, that's, I can't believe you take a shot at me like that. But <laughs> it's true. Like <laughs> she's, th- right? she's speaking the truth. Like she's not saying it as an insult. She's saying it like, yes, you're now realizing that. And it's a good thing. It's just, uh, you know, you need to maybe do some more stuff that maybe you wouldn't think about. So, so something to think about that um, could help you in the future or right now, the present. Uh, feel free to share dreams. They're, you may not think they're secret. You may not think they're important, but somebody else might think that they're, it's awesome. You know, it lets, lets them into your life a little bit. One of the scariest things to me when you think about and this, this goes in with what you just stated right there about sharing your dreams. If you guys really think about it, there's no such thing as a unique experience. Yep. There just isn't it. That's, that's unless like bomb God or whatever his name was, who jumped into earth. <laughs> Felix Bomgo. I mean, there's really no such thing as a unique experience. So that's such a good point. Share share your dreams. I can guarantee you there's probably other people who have dreamt the same thing. Um obviously not identical like not in the identical fashion, but um, you know, same structure, same, same what have you. Um it, it's it's essentially what we're getting at is you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So Getting back to one of our favorite sayings. If you have a low EI, that being emotional intelligence, nine times out of ten, you don't even know that. I didn't know it. RJ didn't know it. About ninety-five percent of men don't know that. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that. Um, you know how much that had to do with my drinking and leading to sobriety, uh, and how I interpreted things. Right, um, a lot because you know we're we're taught to be the stone, be the rock. Hmm doesn't mean what we necessarily want it to mean, right? You know, you want to be the rock to be the anchor, but if you really are being the anchor, everybody knows, like, about you, stuff you're going through, like, it's just, like, they know that they can lean on you to uh, be there for them and share experiences with them and not necessarily just be there emotionless and be like, you can share everything with me and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, react basically. So that's exactly. And it, it, what you're saying is there's so much truth to it because again, there's no encouragement for men in that arena. And when I say this, what I'm talking about is an American society. American was built on a patriarchal structure, patriarchal patriarch. I can never say that, but you know what I'm saying? Patriarchal structure with capitalism men hi uncle hi buddy men are taught to go to work uh, it, it it it's so deep in the roots of our country men are taught to go to work provide for the family come home eat go to sleep and go back to work hi buddy leaving us no room for emotional intelligence hi what you doing buddy so now you're playing. You're playing. So now I'm excited that we're going into the I conversation. Said, what are you now. doing? 
of men need to increase their EI, their emotional intelligence. There is room for that. And we will make that more mainstream. What's up, buddy? What am I doing? Um, I'm talking. What are you doing? I'm playing. What are you playing? I'm playing with the toys. What what toy? Did you build a tower with blocks? I built a tower with blocks. Do you want to go sit on the couch? Take your tablet and sit on the couch? Then your legs won't hurt. Okay. So that's the thing. Yeah. Is okay. So right patriarchal. Over, okay? That is mainstream America, a patriarchal system. And obviously, women are so sick of that. Women are most definitely sick of that. Um, but us men, we feel as if there is no, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. So heavily driven on working and providing for a family, we don't believe that there's any room for any emotional intelligence, any room for growth in that area. But there is, most definitely is. There most definitely is. My dad told me, this is very much along those lines, my dad told me before I went to college that when I have a family, I need to get a job that can support them, and it doesn't matter how much I hate that job, how much I hate the people I work with, how stressed I am, I have to go to work every day, and I have to bring home a paycheck. It doesn't matter how much, how it, how it does, I, that's what I have to do. Right, and that's just... You know, your 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 father, that generation. You know, yeah. my parents, that generation. The and obviously we can go a little more with the boomers, the baby boomers. That generation, men, don't you dare speak about you're tired or your boss is getting on your nerves or you really just aren't loving your job and it's really a f- that stuff impacts your life impacts your spouse's life, your children's life, etc. If you're not happy and if you're just going through the emotions, if you're on autopilot mode, essentially, or if not essentially, you're going to get to a point in your life where you're going to flip that autopilot mode off and you're going to go down the path that you wish you never went down. You're Absolutely. going to you're going to search and find something that's going to bring you happiness in your terrible situation. And sometimes that happiness is not good happiness if you know what i mean and using us for an example i hated i mm, hate is a strong word i don't want to say hate i had a terrible just taste in my mouth about the nfl when i was playing and right after i was done playing which you know i succumbed to alcoholism i fell and hit my rock bottom i actually was excessively drinking while i was playing in nfl because i was not happy so I wanted to find something that was going to bring me, quote, happiness, which we all know, substance misuse, substance use disorders, they play tricks on your mind. They make you feel as if it's making you happy, but it's just not how it works. So come full circle. You got to make sure that you love your job. I mean, not love it to where you, you mean, God dang, you know, bringing donuts into work every day, but you got to enjoy it. You gotta enjoy your your circle, your friends, etc. So all that stuff matters, man. All that stuff matters. Absolutely. It's that community we're talking about. <clears throat> so Jeez. speaking of that, you've uh, you've been working on um, enjoying what you're doing, playing these new video games, right? Indeed. <clears throat> Indeed. Let's talk about some of these games because. Just so everybody knows, we have a TikTok now that Mons has been running, and he's been doing an amazing job with it. He's got some great videos. And uh, why don't you tell us about some of these games that you picked up yeah. and uh, have been streaming? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so as we've stated before with this podcast, it's, it's when you're on your sobriety journey, you got to f- figure out other things that you like, figure out other things that give you that rush. Because um, you got time to fill now. <laughs> right? Not out there blowing money on alcohol and parties. So video gaming. Um, obviously, we're in, a, we're in a world now where, you know, Twitch, you can stream. And people can watch you. People can can engage with you. So I uh, purchased a few games, a few indie games. Um, very, very cheap, you guys. I mean, I, I purchased all three. I think it was under like 25 bucks. Um, uh, 
Five Nights at Freddy's is a game that I purchased. Outer Wilds is a game that I purchased as well. And Layers of Fear. Again, all three indie games. And I'll start with Five Nights at Freddy's. I played it actually today for the first time, but I didn't really understand the movements. Um, if you check me out or check me out, check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash untapkeg, you'll see. I didn't really know what I was doing, but there was a pretty scary part in it that scared the heck out of me. <laughs> um, so I guess what would you what would you say that game is? It's it's uh it's it's first person, right? It's like yeah, first like some mascots it's like, that are it's kind of like you. yeah, it's like Chuck E. Cheese mascots gone bad. Um, what and you, is it like point and click? Like um, you get to yeah. a point and then you got to figure out like a puzzle. So it's kind of like so, a point and click adventure, kind of, but it's a creepy one. Like, yeah, it's like all dark, and you have a flashlight, and you peek around doors and or into doors into the room. You peek around corners. You got to listen because these these giant stuffed animal looking mascots are out to kill you, and you can look through the surveillance cameras to find them. So a unique game, pretty scary. Um, you, you most definitely, you guys got to tune in and check it out on Twitch. You'll see my scared emotions. But um, Outer Wilds, out of I have not played Layers of Fear yet, but in a sense, same genre, kind of the horror type, scary game, jumpy parts. Uh, you know, people can see me, you know, clam up. <laughs> but um, Outer Wilds would be my my favorite. Um, I'm a huge space nerd, and this game you get to fly to different planets on your spaceship, put your spacesuit on, jump out onto the planet. You actually get to fly in space around the sun and you got to land your ship. And these different worlds are so awesome. Like one of the worlds is just an all, just all water with like freaking just hurricanes after hurricanes in the water. Um, just, just, just a different kind of game instead of just streaming the regular war zone and all that stuff. We yeah. like to play some stuff. But it's Definitely. pretty cool. It's pretty cool stuff. One uh, game that I want to see you stream along those lines is Resident Evil 2, the remake. I really want to see you play that game on stream. Because that, yeah. Wait, is that PlayStation? Yep. So I really, yeah. It's really good. I played through that game twice. It's like five, six hours probably. Maybe well, the first quick. run through takes you eight. Like it's not super long. Is it that fast? Yeah, it really is. It really is. So, yeah, I you I think that'd be fun um, for you to play. And then uh, I got a new game. So there's this this game that was debuted. There was a Sony State of Play that where they announced a bunch of new games. And one of the games they announced was called Sifu, which is like anybody who knows the the kung fu hallway fights, where let from like Old Boy or like the Raid, where like you go through or like the Daredevil uh, TV show. You go through and you just like fight one person at a time or like two people, and it's like yeah. really awesome fight sequences. They made a game that's basically that hallway fight scene over and over and over again, or they're making it, <laughs> and it's like really cool kung fu moves. So I got this game called Absolver, on uh, and Absolver. it's made by the same people. And basically, it's a it's like a kung fu wanderer game, and it's. The the action's really cool. It's really really hard, but I I'm planning on streaming that game eventually too, um, at some point. Okay, heck yeah, yeah. It's I most enjoy I most enjoy yeah more streaming the indie games, games that people don't know a lot about. I get my butt kicked right. in that game a lot. I get kind of angry sometimes, but uh, it's just because I don't understand. Like the thing with some indie games that you gotta kind of get over is the tutorials generally aren't enough. Um, right. And then you have to figure stuff out for yourself or you have to look it up on YouTube. And there's nothing nothing wrong with that. You just got to – you have to know that you're probably going to have to do that, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's so, funny you say that because I, I literally had to do that this morning when I was streaming Five Nights at Freddy's. Literally, you start and you're like standing in this room, but I couldn't move. All I could do was just open up the door on the left turn the light on or open up the door on the right. And so I'm like, I'm like, what do I do? Do I, how can I walk? So I had to Google it and actually didn't, didn't find it. Didn't find it. That's, that's indie games for you. You really got to figure it out yourself. Hey, be careful. <laughs> but it's an exciting time, man. Um, 
It's an exciting time. I'm about to get to so, some games here in there's a, bit. a new There's a new game demo that came out that I really want you to try. I already downloaded it, and I'm going to try it. It's a co-op game. It's the first three hours of the campaign, and it can carry over if you want it to, to when the game nice. comes out. It's called Outriders. Outriders. It's cross-platform. You can play with PC, Xbox, PlayStation, wherever anybody is, you can play with them. It's sci-fi, and the the people that make it uh, is People Can Fly Games. They okay. made a game called Bullet Storm, which is a really, really cool third-person shooter where, like, you would slide and you could kick people, like, in the nuts and send them flying, and you do, like, these <laughs> really cool combos in a shooter. Uh, maybe it was first person actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, you could just watch like replays things you did really cool in third person. Yeah, and that game is really cool. Um, so I'm really excited for this, and I want to check that out. So you should download it, and we should do it together and stream it. Sounds good. Absolutely. Um, it was pretty. It was a quick download, so it's not a very big file size, which is awesome. That's another th- great thing about indie games is right. They're not massive so this absolver game it's a fighting game right but it's open world and one thing that i came to realize is i stink at fighters i stink at fighters i love dark souls kind of games like with the dodging and the countering and everything but i i don't i'm not good at like mortal Kombat or like injustice or street fighter i'm just not those aren't my games i'm not good at it mm-hmm. i'm not good at games very much anyway I think I'm I think I'm pretty decent at like some of the single player games I play, but I don't know because it's against the environment. I just love the story too. Right. So, um Can you be patient? I know. Do you have to go pee pee potty? We'll have to we'll have to, we'll have to most definitely have okay. to get that. We'll, we'll stream it for sure. Yeah. We'll stream it. Is there there anything else you wanna uh touch on mm-hmm. while we're here? No, nah, man. Thank we, you, everybody, we covered, for joining covered us. Covered a lot. This is <laughs> we got deep on this one. Uh, we did. Ne- next week, we're hoping to have a guest. Uh, anybody who yeah. saw on Twitter, we had an interaction with at sober lady. Um, right now, she's planning on being on for next week. We're very excited to have her. Um, she's been very a very outspoken advocate on Twitter yep. and like that's what drew me. I was like, okay, she'd be a very good guest. Um right. so you know, tune in for that. And uh we'll have to go we'll have to go a little bit lighter next week, I think, because this this was a heavy episode. We didn't have yeah. didn't have too much for uh you know we we had some fun, but uh you know, everybody got to meet my oldest. <laughs> Yeah, welcome. Hey man, sometimes, welcome. Sometimes we, sometimes we gotta, we you gotta just tell it how it is. Yeah. That's just what we're gonna do here. Yep. And we're then, tell it absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, everyone who tuned in to Fan Control Football League Week Three last night. Talk about exciting oh games. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, very exciting games. But uh, where can they find you, Mons? You guys can find me on Twitter at Montseball twenty eight. Or it's below us now. Yeah, it's below us. Yeah. And you can find me on Instagram at Monte Ball. Um, obviously, our untapped cake pages as well. Please send us a message, topics, etc. We'll call you if we need to, if you want to celebrate your sobriety journey, what have you. All the above. RJ, where can they find you? You can find me at it's Trickster, I-T-Z. The I in Trickster is a one. Untapped keg everywhere. Everywhere we got untapped keg. Uh, any podcast service of your choice any streaming service we are on find us on youtube um you know we're gonna get better at youtube we've we've gotten pretty good at streaming the past two weeks we're just gonna get better every week um you know thank you everybody for tuning in and uh let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today because at least if we don't make it we tried and Let's just be better to ourselves. I think that's the that's what we need from this week is to be better be, be better to ourselves. So uh, thanks for tapping in, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go raid somebody real quick before we end this stream. So that's gonna be something different too. Let's see if I can figure this out. Boom! Boom! All right, we're going to go raid a Fortnite player, so...
Thank you, right, everybody, for tapping in. And thank you, Baby Yoda Likes Mike Hunt. Um, also, thank you, A10, Bing Cortana, Call Me Clutch, Commander Root, Troop Dog, Ice Wizards, Joint Effort, Lemon Juices, Lion at Heart, No Way DJ, and D Rose, who is in the chat. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. So, thank you, everybody. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.